Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5 and welcome to our Luton listeners who are tuned in on Inspire FM 105.1. Today's show, we are talking about Macmillan Cancer Support that's available for all of you listeners and an event that's coming up very soon. And in front of me, I've got two lovely workers, <laughs> mashallah, what lovely smiles and lovely people. And I'm really interested in hearing what they're about to say. We've got Alison and Sharn, who are Macmillan Support Nurses. Have I got that right? Yes, we're, we're Macmillan Primary Care Nurse Facilitators. Primary Care Nurses. Yes, oh, a bit of a mouthful. But. <laughs> it is indeed. Well, welcome to the studio. Uh, welcome to Unity FM. Um, each week here in Unity FM we have different topics and we like informing the community of what's happening, what's available, how we can best support them in their lives, in their health. And I think what you're doing is really superb and we need to know more about what, what you're doing uh, also, inshallah. If people wanted to ring in the studio, our number here today is 772-8892. But you're going to give us a number and contact details for what you're going to talk to us, uh, information and support to help live well and be on cancer. This is really good. So we know of a lot of people, and I know personally of a lot of people that have cancer, that have had treatment, but what, how can they improve their life afterwards and living with cancer? So maybe if we just ask you first to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit more about Macmillan Cancer Support. Yeah, okay. Well, my name's Alison. I'm one of the, as Sharon said, Macmillan Primary Care Nurse Facilitators, mm -hmm. which is um, a really long title. And what um, our job is, um, is to do, we've been employed by the local... CCG, which mm -hmm. is part of the National Health Service, but it's a partnership role with Macmillan Cancer Support. Macmillan Cancer Support is a national charity um, that supports people um, with a cancer diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so we've been brought in um, as primary care nurse facilitators to work with GPs and practice nurses to see how we can support cancer patients better in primary care. Mm -hmm. And Sharon, can you add anything to that lovely explanation we just had? Yes, um, the work we're doing is mainly with um, GPs and practice nurses right. looking at how best we can support people um, with cancer. Um, generally, people who are having who have cancer are having treatment at the hospital mm -hmm. and um, when they come to the end of treatment um, many people say that they don't know where to turn to obtain additional support or mm -hmm. information mm -hmm. or or to find out how best um, they can carry on following the cancer treatment mm -hmm. regarding healthy lifestyles. So um, we're working with GPs and practice nurses to see if what we can do regarding getting the message out there that at the end of treatment and actually even during treatment, um, there's things that people can do. There's organisations that can get support from as well. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. So there's a lot available there, but uh, unfortunately people don't know of what's available and what's going on. So mm. would you, as well as offering the support for patients, would you also then be offering training for GPs? Um, the part of our role is looking at the the training needs of the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, um, as far as cancer services is going, there are changes because of the numbers of patients that are affected by cancer. Mm-hmm. And so cancer services are changing, um, which means that GPs and practice nurses do, um, do need to... to um, to have an extra education and training around um, services that are, are available. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so part of our role um, is looking at that. As nurses, we are focusing more on um, the education of practice nurses and looking at ways that we can help them support their patients more effectively um, by um, education um, and training. Great, wonderful, yeah. I mean, with cancer, um, things are changing very much compared to 30 years Mm -hmm. ago when cancer was, um, you know, people died very commonly with cancer um, Mm. and we're finding now that with better health care and increased um, uh, picking up cancer sooner... Um, there are more people starting to survive cancer, which is a really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good news that is. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is that we're living longer as a population, um, and as you live longer, you may people may um, get cancer as they get older. So yeah. there will in the future be more people possibly getting cancer so it's really important that we start to look at ways that people can keep well for the future mm-hmm. yeah. that's really good and I, I like particularly about what you're giving is the the support after cancer because what uh, from my perspective what I often hear with families when this happens unfortunately to a family everybody rallies around at that time and there's a lot of support a lot of people around and then Afterwards, when they've got the all clear, all that disappears uh, and they're kind of left alone. Is that what you're finding as well? Yes, that's right. Mm. I mean, you know, it doesn't just finish your experience of cancer Mm. at the end of your treatment. It doesn't just stop there, really. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people may have um, effects following the cancer or even the cancer treatment Mm -hmm. um, in the future. So... Um, it is important that this is recognised by health professionals Mm -hmm. but also that people are aware themselves and there's different things that they can do to help themselves as well. Good. Well, what um, some of the research has shown um, is that cancer patients, they often use the word of feeling abandoned at the end of treatment Mm -hmm. and the emotional and psychological effects that having had a cancer diagnosis isn't always recognised um, by the, the sort of traditional hospital-based care, which is very much looking at a patient's cancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
what we're hoping to do is is look at um, patients in a more holistic way at ways that, that they can support themselves. But not, not only that, a lot of the cancer treatments do have quite significant um, and quite devastating effects for some patients, depending mm-hmm. on what sort of treatment that they've had. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, patients say that they, after, after they've had treatment, that they want to get back to normal. Mm. But in yeah. actual fact, they're never going to be the same person that they were before mm-hmm. their diagnosis. Yeah. And there's always a, there's a, there seems to be a lot of obstacles in the way of that getting back to normal. Mm. Um, a lot of patients don't get back to work. Um, so it, it's, it's looking at all of those kinds of things and ways mm. that we can fill that gap for the patients. Mm. And are they offered any kind of... Uh, counselling or psychological therapies at the moment as part of their cancer treatment? There are services available um, out there and, you know, patients can see their GP and practice nurses and um, the important thing is, you know, to raise the awareness of Mm -hmm. people that may, following treatment, um, may benefit from having Mm -hmm. some psychological support mm-hmm. or having some emotional support mm-hmm. so or even maybe even mm-hmm. some you think of some coaching or something like that just to get some goals in place to help them start achieving small goals to find to get the bigger goal you know something like this maybe that they would need some support like that that's right yes mm. there's a as I say there is quite a lot available really mm-hmm. and um, it's you know it would be good if if patients and and medical and nursing staff um, we're aware more of, of mm-hmm. what is out there mm-hmm. um, and and then avail of that so is that part of your role so if we're talking about your role as practitioners uh, would that be part of your role or could you explain to us maybe a little bit of what is your role in all of this I think that part of our, our role our role has been very much an evolving role right, yeah. um, which is good that's yes, great yeah we were, we were brought into post it was a new post mm-hmm. um so we've we've had to kind of develop it as ourselves to a certain extent mm-hmm. but what we've we've spent quite a lot of the time of the last few months is actually um looking at the area that we're working in to to find um these support services because they're, they're not always very obvious mm-hmm. um so that's part of our role has been um looking at that and trying to um to to bring that together as a mm. as a formulary if you like which we can then take round to the gp practices and the practice nurses so that so that they're the ones who are aware then of the services and then can refer their patients to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, at the event um, that we're hoping to promote today in September, mm-hmm. we've invited some of those support services along um, to talk a little bit about what they do and people can access that information if they come along to the event um, on that day. So Good. in terms of our, our role, it's quite... Um, mm. Uh, a diverse role in a it's, sense yeah, isn't it it is I mean um, Macmillan traditionally have have really in the past um, been very much dealing with people perhaps with advanced cancer but mm-hmm. 
at this our post there aren't many posts around the country actually there's only a few a few people actually doing this work for Macmillan so it is an evolving mm. service it's a new type of service mm -hmm. and um, we're learning a lot as we go along mm -hmm. and a big part of the work of Macmillan is listening to patients listening to people mm -hmm. and through them telling us you know how it's been for them mm -hmm. that's the only way we can look at moving forward regarding getting them the sort of support that they think may benefit them in the future Macmillan organization has always got such a superb name when we think of Macmillan we only think good uh, because of the work they've done over the years, they've built up that reputation. And I think whoever you mention that name to, it mm -hmm. just stands out as good work. It's like a stamp of approval, um, a kite mark, really, in itself. Whether you feel it's like that or not, uh, working for them, do you feel the yeah. same? Yeah, I mean, they are the um, the biggest cancer charity in the country mm. and um, it, it is a charity so mm. all the work that they do is charity funded by people raising money for it so um, but they do work so closely mm. with within the NHS mm. regarding you know promoting better care for mm -hmm. people with cancer so yeah mm. Yeah. And now they're trying to evolve more. Have you on board to extend that service and, and looking strategically, I suppose, from a business point of view, how they can have the rounded approach, putting, it seems to be like the patient in the middle and then it, everything is patient-centred ar around that and getting that feedback so that they can develop things better yes. for the patient. Yeah, that's right. Mm. I mean, cancer affects everybody differently. Yeah. And... You know, some people will have issues, as you mentioned earlier, perhaps psychological issues. Mm -hmm. Some people may have um, ongoing physical problems mm -hmm. related to the cancer or the treatment, and they mm -hmm. may need some ad additional advice or mm -hmm. support with that. Um, as Alison said, um, some people may find it hard to get back to work again mm. um, because people have to go up for follow-up visits to hospital. They may not. Um, they may work in an environment where people might not understand that you know they need, might need to have time out to get, attend hospital appointments yeah. regularly. Yeah. Um, financial issues as well mm -hmm. spiritual and mm -hmm. um, so it does affect people in many different ways mm -hmm. so um, I know we'll talk about the event that we're yeah, going I think to now be is having a good, but, yeah, mm. it's a good time now to talk maybe a bit about mm. that event that's coming up on the 9th of September uh, a whole mm. afternoon evening here in Mosley here in Birmingham mm. which is great it's just mm. down the road from, from the studio actually so tell us a little bit about the, this event um, well what, what we've done is we've asked the, um, the GPs in the local area mm. to send letters of invitation out to patients who they know have had a cancer diagnosis. Yeah. Um, the event is um, about supporting patients um, who are living with a cancer diagnosis. Um, so it's on um, at the Saffron Centre... Um, which is the Mosley Road mm -hmm. and it's from 2 o'clock till 5 o'clock 
um, but it's quite a structured event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be on the 9th of September mm-hmm. um, and it's actually being facilitated by another cancer charity called Penny Bron. Okay. Um, I suspect not many people will have heard of the Penny Bron charity because yeah. they're actually based in Bristol um, but they have um, they've got a 35 year history of working with cancer patients mm-hmm. specifically dealing with um, they call it the whole person approach it's mm-hmm. holistic care yeah. so um, it, it's all to do um, with helping people um, on um, a physical, emotional psychosocial, spiritual level um, so that's where they're coming from and we, we chose to work with them because they have, they've done similar events um, particularly with prostate cancer which we've attended and we've seen how well that's been received mm-hmm. um, patients like it um, because it's very informative and it also gives patients a chance to sit with other people in the same situation um, and they so they seem to like to be able to talk to each other mm, and mm-hmm, you know get mm-hmm. some kind of uh, mutual peer support yeah. in that sense. Yeah, I think that that's very beneficial for anybody going through whether it's an illness or other support to talk to peers about that and and find out well when you did this what happened to you or what didn't happen mm. and just yeah finding out a little bit more information get that peer support is very very useful. Yeah, that very was good. That, that was kind of very well eva- evaluated at. Um, previous events yeah. mm-hmm. so what what will be happening on the day um, in September um, it, it is fairly structured and there will be a series of talks um, which are going to be delivered by um, facilitated from Penny Bron mm-hmm. um, there will be a Macmillan GP there talking about coping with fatigue um, there will be um, a Penny Bron facilitator there um, who will be able to translate into um, she's Urdu Punjabi um, I think she speaks one or two other languages mm-hmm. but I can't recall off the top of my okay. head but, yeah. there, but she does have the ability there mm. to translate for people who, um, who need that service mm-hmm. so they'll be talking about um, healthy eating physical activity um, managing stress, coping with fatigue, mm-hmm. um, and the financial impact of cancer as well. Um, and during the event, sort of halfway through, there'll be a refreshment break where people can then go and visit the support services that we're inviting along, and they'll be able to um, to speak to those services and pick up leaflets and information. Like from oh, table to table, wander around from yeah, different... Yeah, right. different yeah, it'll be a bit like a um, market stall. Yeah. We've yeah. got citizens' advice. We've got... Uh, there's a Sutton Cancer Centre um, mm-hmm. where they provide complementary therapies, massage, aromatherapy, oh, uh, reflexology for free um, for people with cancer. So... Um, they'll be there. Fresh Winds, mm-hmm. which is within our local area within Birmingham South Central CCG area mm-hmm. that also provide um, complementary therapies as well they'll be there um, also Gateway and Health Exchange um, helping people 
um, if they want to make changes to their lifestyle mm-hmm, because um, when people have had a cancer scare or mm-hmm. or have had cancer treatment um, often that's a time they might reflect on on their lifestyle yeah, yeah. Um, and they might may wish to make changes mm-hmm. so people are there to advise as Alison said on healthy eating mm. if people there's there's a lot of um, around the city there's various exercise programs and things that people can can join and um, that's one of the things that is coming out now of late in cancer care um, that doing doing some physical exercise can actually improve your well-being mm. so um they'll be there macmillan will have a stand as well mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with lots of macmillan information mm-hmm. for them and healthy minds are there mm-hmm. too so people can just go around pick up leaflets chat to the people there and um, possibly, you know, arrange if they want to see them in the future as well. So a lot of information there that people can pick up mm. and, and chat. Mm. And I know you were saying that you, you were giving out this information to GPs and they were sending letters out to everybody else. But as mm. we're talking about it today on the radio, mm. maybe somebody mightn't have had that letter or that. Mm. Can they come along? Yes, uh, anyone who's had a cancer diagnosis... Mm-hmm. Um, can access this um, okay. they do need to book on though that's the only okay. thing that we, we just need to make clear mm-hmm. um, but yes anyone who's had a cancer diagnosis and is now living with, with their cancer mm. um, can book on they can bring somebody along with them mm-hmm. um, I think that's you know we, we need to emphasise that sometimes you know you do need someone to, yeah. to come along as support mm. to these, of course. these kind of things of course um, so, so yes, that's fine. Good, and it could be somebody actually listening today who is caring or knows of somebody, and they would like to bring somebody along that they're actually don't have cancer themselves, but they would like to support and find out more to help their relative that does have cancer, and how we can maybe encourage healthy eating or encourage exercise more. Might be having a bit of difficulty trying to. Well, we won't say persuade, but, you know, trying to get that person that's recovering to to look at their life and think that this would be a really good opportunity for them to attend and, and uh, get that information. I'd so certainly say, yes, if, if anyone is listening who knows somebody who they think would benefit mm. from something like this, then please do, um, yes, chat with them and mm. encourage them to come along. Mm-hmm. And we'd be really happy to see them. Brilliant. And how would they go about to, um, you said they have to register. Before we go into break, we should talk about this. Where should they Mm. register? Indeed, do they make a phone call? Do they go online? Do they, how do they register? Yes, yeah, they can, um, they can contact at the CCG. Um, The telephone number is 0121. 255-0789 and the lady's name is Amy Hudson they can speak to her and mm-hmm. she will give them all the details any information that they they might require or they can actually email her um, okay. if they're on email and it's Amy A-I-M-E-E dot Hudson at NHS dot net so they could actually phone or email if they'd like to attend. 
brilliant. Mm-hmm. And what would happen if they forgot about this and they heard about this program but said, okay, maybe I just contact my GP. Would the GP have that number or email address if they phoned their own GP? Yeah, the Birmingham South Central GPs, GPs. yeah, um, who have helped us with putting this on mm-hmm. as well. Um, they will actually have um, the mm-hmm. details. Right. Yeah. So if you can't c- take down all of this, although we will mention it again after the break, so mm-hmm. do get a pen and paper mm-hmm. in place to, to jot down the phone number and the email address. But if you can't, if you ring your GP and ask him about the event on the 9th of September, about uh, information for cancer support that's put on locally, I'm sure your GPs will be able to give you the right number or contact details there and help you actually to, to register for the event. Yes, that's right. Great, great. So we are wanting, it's open to, to everybody that has that cancer um, or recovering from cancer and with their support. How many people do you think you're expecting for the event on the day? We can take a maximum of 50 people. Okay. Yeah, mm. we had one recently and um, we had about 37 people mm-hmm. attend mm-hmm. Um, which was a nice amount actually good, good, it had a nice good. atmosphere yeah. and um, yeah. they were able to speak to each other have chance to have a chat to each yeah. other so it was uh, it was a good day actually yeah. it was very good and it evalu- evaluated really well uh, so we're quite pleased good, with good. that. Good, you were able to get a lot of information. That's really nice to know that it's not hundreds we're talking about. It's just mm. nice numbers that you actually can get some personalised information there. There is some time to individually have those conversations with the different stations so that you can pick up yes. that information. So if it is a relative that's listening in now today and you know somebody and you really want to help them and support them, I'd advise you to... Go and pick up the phone and ring 0121-255-0798 and we will give you that number again after the break. So that is Amy Hudson who will um, register you there or you can email her as well. So we're just going into a commercial break. Do come back to us after the break, inshallah. <laughs> 